Hey beautifuls, welcome to the Fitness and Mimosas podcast. I'm so excited for this party to begin. So we have the gorgeous, and let me know if I pronounce this, is it Tiana or Tia? Correct. Which one, with Tiana? Tiana Okay, I love it. I love it. I love it. Join us today from Ohio, and she's a special goddess jeweler who makes these amazing works of art where she mixes kind of like her ocean energy with these divine feminine jewelry and like these exquisite pieces that when you put on, it makes you feel like a goddess in your body. And the way that we kicked out this conversation is that we were talking about how in self-development, um, I like to think of a high-performance for goddess. <laughs> this is what I think of instead of, you know, self-development. Like, let's take high-performance with some stiletto kind of style. <laughs> but with it, how um, there's a lot of focus on what we need to fix about ourselves, right? And there's this neuroscientist. Her name is Dr. Carolyn Leaf. And she says that she... And every person, we have our perfect DNA and our imperfect DNA. And our imperfect DNA are things like sh- shame, um, traumas, like wounds that would have been passed on um, throughout history, like that are literally inside of our bodies. But we also have, and this is my words, not her words, we also have this perfect, very lingerie-like vibration. But here's the thing, is... Of these two forms of DNA, the imperfect DNA is actually silent, so it's dormant, and it activates inside of your body through fear, shame, this kind of situations. So my whole thing with this Fitness and Moses podcast and why I have the gorgeous Tiana here today is that I want to change this not to just a reverse, well, yeah, like a reverse activation, but it's not even really a reverse activation. It's fall, everything falling off into the truth of who you are as woman, so that way you can stand in yourself as a goddess, because inside of you is the softest, luxurious, most beautiful lace in the world. And Tiana, I wonder if you could just share what you were sharing with me as, as a jeweler, what that really kind of brought up for you about this idea that we have this perfect we also had this imperfect dna inside of us and you were saying something about rose quartz that i just thought was so powerful and i was like all right girl wait hold on let me first play in the microphone <laughs> so you want me to stick off on the yes yes i was talking about how nature and women in general inspire my art and my creativity the gentle beauty and the immense power that both nature and women and men also hold with inside of them. And you can view that within crystals, just like rose quartz, how you can see the beautiful, soft hue that they hold and also feel the power of the love vibrancy that emits from them. And it's, it's super powerful and beautiful at the same time. And you can see that in yourself and in nature and in others as well. That's gorgeous. That's gorgeous. Like when you were saying that to me, what really struck me is when you said soft. And I was like, I wonder what the power of softness is woman. Like, what does that look like? What what would you say that feels like to you? The power of softness in women. Mm -hmm. I know I'm starting you off with like a very gentle diamond, right? (laughs) We're like doing a deep dive. Well, the, do the basics. So in the form, mm-hmm. in the softness of women, you can see the curves and how it flows like 
than water or their skin is usually softer so a physical touch of softness or the gentleness of like a mother's love or nurturing and the care that feminine energy itself kind of carries Mm. so that to me is soft Mm. that's beautiful that's so beautiful. And as a jeweler, when you're looking at a piece, like when you like think about the one that's listening to this, that she doesn't see her worth or her beauty right now. You know, it's a rough day. Her energy might be drained, kind of stressed out. You're feeling like you're all these bits and pieces. Or even for the person who's like, you're given hope for so many other people, but you're having a hard time finding that droplet or that gem of hope for yourself. How do you look at a jewelry? Because that's what we are. Jewelries. How do you look at it? How do you look at it? What's the what? I said definitely. Yeah. Yeah. We're all, yeah, we're all, we're all jewelry. And, um, how do we look at that and see ourselves like as that jewelry? How do you find those rare pieces in yourself and see yourself as rare? Like how do you pick the beauty out of your pieces when you design them? Mm. Okay. I think it's also a multi-layer answer. Yeah. So, When I'm creating a piece, the first thing that I usually think of, or the first thing that I do, is I I look at the crystal, Mm -hmm. and I let it speak to me, and I find all of its beauty points, imperfections, quote-unquote, and I try to, like, frame everything in a way stone tells its own story when you look at the piece of jewelry as well as the metal working, the clay that is around it, is adding to that story. Mm-hmm. And I could view a human or a being as jewelry where you take a, a being, for instance, and look at all of their perfections and all their beauty spots, all of the imperfections and how we present ourselves to the world. is kind of like how I wrap the crystals. We like to... Wow frame our beauty and it's not necessarily hiding the imperfections but you're embracing them and making them beautiful as well oh I never thought about that I always thought about us taking it off but you're just making the imperfections beautiful yeah and you're letting yourself tell your own story that's gorgeous Wow. And how would you say, like, how do you find the courage? And I know I'm kind of asking from the jeweler (laughs) to do that. How do I find the courage to make jewelry or to... Both. Hmm. Well, the courage more for me comes from sharing my jewelry with others. Because Mm -hmm. when I first started making jewelry, I just made it for self and I had crystals that I my heart because I loved the energy that they brought me Mm. and their beauty in general Mm -hmm. I learned how to wrap so that I could have my own necklaces and then I was like wait a minute this is too awesome I need to share it with other people yeah the courage came from the want to share what I had found with others wow that reminds me of and Excuse if you hear something on your antenna and on the microphone because I'm going to get my, I have a feminine lace and lingerie guide to my 
body that I use. Yeah. Um, that sounds amazing. <laughs> yes, it makes up my day. And there's this quote in here. Okay. There's a quote in here that came from, her name is Adenola, and she has a YouTube channel, um, Adenola the Oracle, and she was talking about, this it was this video she did on Yemiano Shun, who are, like, these Orishas of the River, right? And this was inspired by her idea of flow, and it was the whole idea of, like, I'll read the quote to you first. It says, I'm a daughter of royalty. I carry a spirit of wealth, the spirit of flow, the spirit of currency within me. A lot of the people are attracted to you, not because of your um, physical experience, but because of the shade that you carry. And it's funny because, like, we were talking about jewels, and I asked about the jewels of our body, but I believe the same thing really stands for jewels of our energy as well, you know? Oh, definitely. And, like, how you were talking about how we take that energy and you can make the energy beautiful, I mean, that's what transmutation is, right? It's finding the deepest parts of yourself that you view as quote-unquote bad really good or bad and then like you talked about earlier and trying to change them but instead of changing them you're accepting them as part of yourself and viewing it as part of your beauty mm. and how do you walk in that as being part of your beauty when the world either hasn't called it beautiful or doesn't fit into the structure of what beauty I don't want to say it That's is, but... That's a wonderful but... question. <laughs> I think one thing... One thing that helps me is talking about it. So, like, mm. if I... If I feel like something isn't that good about me, or I'm feeling to talk about it, it brings... It kind of... can view it in a different aspect, because I view some... Um, Backwards. But I view it from what someone else would hear, so like it's a little easier to understand. I'm, I'm talking about for something that. I'm, hey Tiana, are you there? Gorgeous, you're going in and out. Hello, are you there? Yeah. Okay, cool. I can hear you again. Okay. That was weird. <laughs> what was the last thing you heard? Um, well, maybe just kind of like recap everything you were just saying. Because <laughs> I was trying to like, I was like, maybe I can pull out the mic from like, I don't think I can. But I was okay. talking about, I guess if you could pick back up where you started after I was talking about how... The, how we're the daughters of royalty and you're talking about how they make this part of this energy and make it beautiful and then I asked about well okay for this thing of beauty like how do you walk in this when according okay. to Webster's Dictionary which was written by people we won't touch on <laughs> the definition right. isn't there <laughs> how do you find your beauty if others are still saying it's not beautiful Mm-hmm. how do you have the courage okay. And like I said, I'm still working on that myself, but one thing that helps me is sharing it with others. Like, mm. so once you find 
the thing that's beautiful within you or something that you feel like other people don't find as beautiful and you want to express that. I find, and it sounds backward, like telling someone about it and kind of viewing it from their perspective of what they call oh, them. my train of thought now. I'm so sorry. No, you're good. You're good. I think it's I'm like, beautiful. I feel like I'm talking about the same thing. And I'm like, sorry. <laughs> No, 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 no. You're doing great. And it's, I think that is beautiful. I think telling things from their perspective carries really powerful truth to it. Yeah, it's funny because I was talking to my friend earlier about it's it's off topic, but it's still on topic. How yeah. like religion is all stemmed from the same thing. And it's like we're all trying to express our version of that thing, like we're all standing and staring at an object in the middle of us, but we all have different perspectives and we're trying to relay the message of what we're seeing from our angle to another person from a different angle so they can grasp our perspective Ah, as well. I never thought about that way. I never, I never thought about that way. I have, so, oh my goodness, so for the perspective... (laughs) so crazy we're talking about this i just did a book for the program uh, video for the program about this so on the same token i'm kind of realizing that if you find your identity and other people if you're looking for someone else whether it's a job a thing for your identity it's gonna kind of leave you with this feeling of worthlessness i believe this is just my perspective on it because you know God gave you your own, like, goddess vibrations within yourself. And a woman knows who her own vibrations are. As a woman, like, a woman jewelry priest knows that she sees different percentages of whatever's in that jewelry. Like, that's one of the sexiest things in the world. But few women actually know their own vibrations. And so for, like, my entire life up until about two years ago, I thought I was completely worthless. And I had, like, zero self-worth, you know, like, at all, at all. And um, I, you know, did this whole thing, did this whole trip to Texas. And a year later into the trip, um, um, for those of you listening, like, essentially, life was in the food processor. And I traveled 1,600 miles to Austin with everything packed in my tow to carry and, you know, huge things to people that, like, made everything possible. And I had this vision of myself for my family, you know, for my brothers, right. how I wanted to represent, like, the, for the people that pitched in in 1,600 miles, I only had to pay $30 in gas because the rest of the gift cards people gave me, like, so many people reached out and, like, you know, I had... They opened their homes out to me and have a place to stay. Like, they literally did all these different things. And That's amazing. It, it's so, so beautiful. And I guess, and I'm not a jeweler, but I guess in a way, uh, once I arrived, I started kind of doing this, not knowing. I went on my feminine energy journey before then. And then I went to a goddess activation, which are super painful. And I wish there was a different way to kind of describe them. And so more life got open to me, um, things that I saw that may not have been in the religion. I was like, how do I even like do this? And when you heal, you can't just heal from one thing. You have to heal from everything at a time, you know? Um, You can't just pick and select your healing. And at the end of the year, 
I felt like I had failed at my business. I felt like I failed at every single aspect that I had. And I felt like I had let, you know, my two brothers that had left down. And I felt just so raw. And I worked at a lingerie store part-time. And so every shift, I'm like, okay, I want to have my angel of the day. And that day, I needed my angel of the day to be me. And oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And I feel bad. I feel like I'm talking a lot. But hopefully you'll kind of see how this kind of goes into it. And so I walked into the lingerie store and I like, that's my full intention. And I saw um, someone, her name is Destiny. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like something told me that she had the answer, but I was too scared, embarrassed and shy to ask her. And, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, she actually, so she, we did a podcast episode with Millie where they coached me, um, and it was, it was a really powerful episode on here, but, um, so I avoided her for six hours. <laughs> that was my solution. <laughs> I avoided for six hours. And the only thing that made me talk to her was the fact that I drove 1,600 miles, and that was one long-ass drive. <laughs> That's only thing right. I had the courage. I was like, like I gotta do this. Yeah, you've gotta do like you've you tried everything, you've gotta so like I went up to her and she's like the sweetest person in the world, but I was just <laughs> petrified to like be this raw and vulnerable and open, you know what I mean? Oh, and, I totally get what you mean. Right? Like it just That's how I felt about this podcast. <laughs> and there were times where you said like the worthlessness and feeling like kinda like you failed. Yeah. I I still sometimes struggle with that, but I have to remember, like, it's okay to be where I'm at. It's yeah. okay to not know what I'm doing. It's okay to feel like I made a plan and it got ruined and I have to pick up where I left off because I'm I'm human, dang it. <laughs> like, yeah. Gotta be gentle on ourselves and <laughs> fear and anxiety and, like, worrying about silly things that may not be so silly those happen like i was worried about what i was going to say on this podcast i was worried like i don't know that you wouldn't like me which is silly no what our it's like what our brain does and we gotta just chill it's okay you're awesome everything's gonna work out best case scenario yeah it'll be fine yeah and that and then sometimes you gotta be scared and just do it (laughs) yes that's it. Sometimes you have to be scared and just do it. Mm-hmm. Because you never know what's going to happen until you do it. You never know what jewel could be there. You never know what crystal could be there. Exactly. People dig deep down into the earth and they go into, like, wild, crazy places to find crystals. But they're there. They got to keep searching for them. Yes. That's it. And it's the curiosity and the openness to look for that gem. You know? Nope. And, you and the know, vulnerability and the big yes. chance that might not happen. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, we're going to have to book that. We're going to bookmark that one. Remind me of that one. Yeah, we have, to, we, have to, we have to talk about that. We have got to talk about that. So, and there's kind of two things. Just touch on it real quick before I bring it back around. So, how you were saying, like, you still struggle with this whole failure thing. And this is the thing, like, even Beyonce had to train to become Beyonce. Oh, definitely. You know, when you think about it. And when more people call me, like, the goddess coach or this, like, kind of goddess energy, 
for me, that's, it's a compliment, but I, how do I say this? I realized that more and more people were not, were not thinking of me as like a person. Do you know what I mean? Okay. And the most yeah. powerful thing as a person is knowing, like, oh, this is a person. People see Beyonce now. A lot of times it can be easy to see her and be say, like, oh, that's Beyonce. Or, oh, that's this person on social media. You know what I mean? Or, like, yeah, this type of person. Yeah, they themselves out there and built that yeah. empire for themselves that anyone on this planet can do. They just have exactly. to put the steps and stay consistent towards their goal. Yeah. Like, Beyonce's 7-Eleven video is filmed on her iPhone. But what made it the flavor is the fact that she's Beyonce. So we all got our own jewels. We all got our own flavor. Exactly. So it's just that. Oh, and so when I did go to Destiny, I was like, you know, I traveled all this way. I feel like a failure. I clicked this woman I had on their stories of self-love, but I don't feel my worth. I feel completely worthless. And so Mm. she asked me, she's like... Well, you told other women's stories, but did you tell your own story? Oh. <laughs> yeah, and there's a second part to this question, but um, no pressure. But what would be what should be the story that we tell ourselves of women as women, as we are jewels, as a woman? How do we tell ourselves that story? Hmm. That is a great question. I, know. I feel like, huh? I guess you stumped me there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we can think through it together, and everyone listening to podcasts can think of it together too. Um, oh, like one of my mottos is to make life sparkle, sip it like champagne, and sip it now. Oh, that's so cute. So I love that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So maybe it's to highlighting all the sparkle. You know, finding the magic in life. Yeah, finding the magic, and you know it because you feel it like deep in here, like when you found your jewels. I think finding your jewels does start from within. So you have to find the things that will start with you like about yourself. Yeah. Because it's about you viewing you as a jewel. So Mm -hmm. what do you like about yourself? And then kind of focus on that and be grateful to yourself for bringing yourself this far. Like you've done all of the things, you've been through all of the hard times and you've made it to this point. Mm -hmm. That in itself is a jewel. That in itself is strength. And you put yourself through all that pressure, and you're the diamond of the day. So, like, oh, yes, I love that. To view yourself as the diamond of the day. Yes. Oh, I feel struggles and pressures as just that pressure pushing down onto you to make you into the diamond that you already are. Wow. Oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs) Chicken. That's gorgeous. That's beautiful. I love that. Which kind of goes along with the second thing that Destiny asked me. Because she was like, um, she's like, perception shapes reality and reality shapes perception, right? So it's like, if you literally walk around as the diamond of the day 
and whatever room you walk in, can you imagine how, how that's going to transform? Like, your energy should arrive before you because it rolls out the red carpet before you, before you even walk in. Oh, definitely. They'll feel you before you walk in. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I love it. <laughs> that is so beautiful. So going back to what you said just a few minutes ago, and you were talking about, um, like having the courage to go deep down for that jewel and knowing it may not even be there. Like, how do you do that with, and I guess we'll have to kind of, I don't like to define things, but I guess we'll have to kind of define it. How do you do that with an ocean kind of energy to it? And what have you learned about Oshun that you can say really shapes your life? Because I know that's something that has been, that kind of came out for you. Definitely. Um, it's going to take me a second. While you're thinking about it, there's this, um, when you look at just historic pieces of like artwork, there's this really old YouTube series called Goddesses in the Art. And um, one of them, the series, it's was headed by, I think her name's Stargood. She's too big on a podcast. I would be so nice to talk to her. And she was interviewing someone. I don't remember who it was. It was gentle. I don't think it was. Um, but it was about the dark goddess. And the dark goddess is the goddess of transformation. But over the years, you can kind of see through the artwork, her shape has been very masculinized, very, like, trans... Um, not even massless, but like monsterized, really. Not massless, monsterized and chained to this figure. But the darkness is where your transformation comes. I was listening to right. this interview with, um, uh, what's it? It's Tim Grover, right? Yeah, Tim Grover, that he trained Kobe and Michael Jordan. He was talking about how he talks about um, <laughs> when he trains people. And this was kind of scary because he was saying that he's, the, the podcaster asked him, like, like, okay, don't, and this is this conversation with Ed Milet, he's like, okay, so don't say this, like, on the podcast, don't say their names, but have you ever trained anyone who had the potential of Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant, but because they didn't know, the, because, but because they didn't put in the same reps, we don't know their names. And Tim Grover's oh. told me, right? And he said, yes, numerous. Right? Girl, yes. I paused too. And then my was like, wait, what? And he's like, yes, I've trained numerous people who had more talent than Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant had, but because they didn't put it, we don't know their names. And I'm not, wow. you're like, dang, okay, so wait, am I, do I need to look at myself? Am I one of those people, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, let you me. put in more reps. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, what? And, you know, especially from the energy, the reps look completely different. And that was a whole raw journey I had to learn as well. But I was like, wait, what, like, what is this? And he used to tell him, he used to give people a test and say, okay, so I'll meet you at 3.30 the next day. But he wouldn't tell them a.m. or p.m. And so that, um, they, a lot of times the people would come and stroll in 3.30 p.m. and he'd be like, you're late. And he and his staff would have been there at 3.30 a.m. and the player wouldn't have ever shown up. And he's oh, like, wow. your, your beginning always begins in the darkness. He's like, so many people are so scared of the darkness, but that's where your beginning begins. That gave me goosebumps. <laughs> Girl, yes. Right? Wow, that is so true, though. Right? right? 
I guess that does help me <laughs> answer your question about the going through all of those trials and digging deep and with the possibility of not even finding something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't think they view that as the, the goal because it's mm-hmm. all a practice. It's all about experience and transformation. And when you get down in a hole and you may not find something physically, you've learned so much that you can adapt and use for another situation, like use the same digging techniques in a different area or learn about the soil or the minerals that are around you and mm. figure out why you're not finding it. Like tweak your variables until you reach your goal. Wow. And how do you have the compassion to be gentle with yourself as you're tweaking your variables? Oh, that was hard. <laughs> <laughs> I guess just reminding yourself that you're human and you mm-hmm. make mistakes and you have to be gentle with yourself because, like, come on, man, love yourself. You're amazing. What does it feel like when you love yourself? Like, what does that feel like to your body? What does it feel like when I love myself? Mm-hmm. I feel like it feels different for everyone. Mm, um, that's great. Because when I feel like I'm loving myself, I'm standing in my truth yeah I'm doing what feels right to my soul and to my heart Mm. and I'm expressing love to other people Mm. and then just kind of being the beauty that I see in life and that to me is my self-love Tiana that's good (laughs) that is good that remembered I forgot about the June and how you would bring her into that because you have to be gentle with yourself and yeah. to me Oshun energy is nurturing it's like super sweet and it's the beauty in the world and it's the sensuality yeah. and overall just abundance and like giving because Water is the baseline of everything in this world. Like, you need water to eat. Mm-hmm. You need water to survive. It rains and it feeds your food. Like, we're made of a lot of water. And water is always in motion and it's gentle and it's soothing, although it can be very destructive <laughs> in the right circumstances. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like in digging deep and bringing an ocean, ocean energy in is just kind of caressing yourself and embracing yourself for your darkness, reassuring yourself that everything will be okay and you will come out a different version of yourself and mm-hmm. it's going to be beautiful regardless. Wow. And how do you accept this different version? Like, even if it's unlike anything you've ever seen or experienced before. How do you accept? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how do you accept? Because change can be scary, and transformation is change. Yeah. Um, I guess Especially checking in with yourself and how you feel and just being there with yourself and learning yourself through those changes again. Yeah. Because once you change, there's more about yourself to learn. 
Oh, that is so Yeah, that's so true. And I'm so bad at that because I'm so used to the trainer mindset of like 10 push-ups. Like I'm like, I don't want to be locked in push- to push-ups for a lifetime. <laughs> that's not even using the right, <laughs> that's not even using the right mindset. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's so beautiful. But yeah, it's definitely hard and it's not, it's not going to be like a, an overnight thing. It's something that's consistently needing to be kind of not pushed into your subconscious, but gentle reminders Mm. are nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do something I call like the Lolita treatment or the Lolita effect. It's, um, I created it after Lolita Trampora Sandora who inspired Tantra. Um, but, and as part of the story, she's finding, she's fighting this big fight against the demon Banda, who originally was good, but he turned into a bad. And part of his power, unfortunately, is that he can take on half of the other person's power. Oh. Um, yeah. So all the other gods, he couldn't figure out what um he could never figure out what figure out what Lolita's power was because she was created she came after him and I'm kind of like merging these two stories together here <laughs> taking lots of liberties merging these two stories together um I know Kelly Cam is where I got one story I don't remember the name of the other one I think it's, her name was Michelle or something on YouTube but it was this whole idea because I think of the glasses of lingerie plans and essentially um I think Shiva's wife or something, probably or not, I think was killed. And so they brought Dak Banda, who represents love, to the world. And so think about love being kind of brought to your body. But we have the power, because you think about, you know, in the Bible, okay, the whole world was created with the word, right? That's what Tori Roberts right. said. So the whole world was, like, created with kind of, I just, something you said that kind of resonates. I'm like, yeah, well, like, think about affirmations. We all have, like, this ability to kind of do that. And right. What is the world that creating within ourselves? Is the world of jewels? Is the world of beauty? Is the world of lingerie? Is the world of lace? Right, and um, the demon Banda, since he could take half of people's powers away, he would essentially be able to latch onto these different people and be able to take their powers. But he couldn't figure out what Lolita's was. And Lolita was born. She was born out of the fire, and all the gods were just they went to Shiva for help. They're like, please, we need to we need to kill him. We need to fight him. And so they say that when her body emerged from the flame, she was the mother of the universe in a female body. And she's so voluptuous and, go- and this gorgeous and goddess-like and just so dazzling feminine, so dazzling beautiful that everyone stared in awe. And that's the practice we were meant to have about our transformations and about our bodies every single day, looking at ourselves and complete like all like, oh, wow, where can I take this transformation? transformation wow where can I take this jewel that's in my hands and this jewel is my energy it's me it's my body it's my lingerie you know and right it's like doesn't just make you glow and and part of it um essentially like like I said she was brought to fight the demon band and so one versions of this story um there's this kind of big war and all these goddesses are fighting band on her behalf and 
Banda was like, okay, I'm, I'm tired of this. And so what he did is he introduced, I think it was pleasure and some other things into the mix. And when he did that, the goddesses got lazy and they're like, we don't, we're tired of fighting for these humans. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? They can fight their own fights all except for two. And these two had their spiritual practices were so strong that they did not fall asleep. The rest of them fell asleep and were like, okay, we're done. You know, so then their goddess camp and they're just like, we're just going to lay here. But two of them did not fall asleep because of their spiritual practices, which is what we really have to have them play because of COVID-19, just everything that's going on in the media, the news, religion, like everything is falling apart. So it's this lesson of having the spiritual practices so strong. And she went, they went back to um, Lolita and Lolita built this and told her what's happening. So Lolita built this firewall around her and the Dima Banda came in. And when he threw in death, she threw out compassion, life, love. And so everything that he threw, she threw out something else. And wow. so I share all that just to say, like, to me, the Lita way to treat my body, because I asked her once, like, what story you want me to tell? And she said, well, I want to tell you, I want you to tell your own. And that's the story of, like, literally being so gentle and so soft and so, like, praising ourselves um, with our lingerie of our bodies. That is absolutely beautiful. <laughs> it reminded me so much of, like, the world when you said, that he threw in pleasure and a lot of people fell asleep and there mm. were only a couple that were awake because they were practicing their spiritual practices and staying in tune with the divinity with inside of themselves. Wow. It kind of reflects onto the world itself. Yeah. Like a lot of people get lost in pleasure and get lost in earthly feelings that yeah. it's like they fall asleep spiritually and they yeah. forget that they are divine and that they are beautiful and they are a gem that needs to be polished and charged and taken care of and loved. Yeah. Like, how would you, yes, 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 yes to all of that. Like, how would you say, how do we do that? How do we treat our spirituality like a jewel? How do we treat, it sounds like you've done a lot of work kind of like around the whole idea of religion. How do you treat that like a jewel? it's honestly a daily thing you have to do it you have to remind yourself daily like I said the gentle reminders because we're all human and we all have the same aspects inside of ourselves and it's easy to give into pleasure I admittedly do it Mm -hmm. Um, but the thing that the thing that brings me back is my faith in humanity honestly Mm. and knowing that we have good in us and that we can be good whatever we view that as and we have to make a choice yeah internally like every single being has to make that choice and it can't be a choice that's forced upon them or that their whole family is doing it so they do it it has to be they have to find the love and the magic in the world and want to keep that alive and feed into that and I don't know how to tell everyone to do that but you know what, though? I, that says something huge about you. That the fact that you see everyone as good. That says something huge about you. Or has, well, like, I know that we all started babies. And we all start yeah. like a bundle of love. Yeah. 
And however we perceive our life that happens, it's not really happening around us because it's like it's happening for us. Whatever happens in your life kind of forms you and it's it's the fire that you kind of go through and you transform. And some people get trapped in their fire and some people come out of it as compassion if hate's thrown at them or come out, come out of it as love and softness but it's really hard for me to say like one two-point way for everyone to find the good in ourselves because like i said earlier it's all about perspective and if i tell someone well go love yourself by standing outside and watching anime and doing art (laughs) yeah that's not gonna work for everyone it works for me though but it may not work for the person down the street yeah. Wow. And you like, so that brings up something also going to whole perspective thing. So if I could offer you a different perspective, like I know you said, we, and that's true, we go through things, we're formed by it. How do we go through things and not be formed by it? Oh, that's a good question. Right? And I don't have the answer. Like, I, like, I know that it's either. a generally an an open answer question. I don't have the answer for it. I think, I think that whatever you go through is going to change you in some way, shape, or form. Mm. Mm-hmm. I think it's kind of impossible for something to not change you, even on, like, the slightest level. Because mm. you, you come out of every experience with, new knowledge and new experience and a new perspective of life. So it's like once you see the illusion of magic, it doesn't always look the same like the hand tricks because <laughs> you, you see through it. So once you've learned their trick, it's yeah. easier to be like, oh, this is how they're doing it. Yeah. So you've changed and it's hard to not do that. Yeah. I don't know why this brought this up when you talk about the illusion of magic and like, <laughs> like, I don't know, Justin told you this, but like our family were definitely raised not to believe in like the Easter bunny or like Santa Claus or like Christmas mm-hmm. or anything like that. <laughs> and um, when I was younger, I went to, well, I went to kindergarten, then first grade and then homeschooled for the rest. But when I went to kindergarten, I remember we made these like rainbow treats for Santa and I got in so much trouble because <laughs> this is so horrible. Like if you have any kids listen to this podcast, just like shut it off for a few minutes because I went and I told all the kids at school that Santa didn't exist. Oh. <laughs> I like totally took away the illusion of magic way too early. It's not even relevant to yep. <laughs> But illusion is a very powerful thing. <laughs> That's oh. kind of funny, though. It's I'm sure a lot of people were like, "What?" Oh, I got in so much trouble. <laughs> I think to this day, I'm like 33 and still remember, and still I can still see the trouble. <laughs> but I think we, you know, kind of going with this whole jewel analogy. It's so important to see the magic, and not just see it, but to feel that illusion of magic within ourselves wherever we go. Oh, definitely. You know. Definitely. 
Can you think if there's like anything else about your journeys of becoming a crystal or a jeweler, or like what you've learned about Oshun, or even like the crystal properties of who we are as people um, that you would like to share with anyone or share with everyone? Hmm. Like I almost want to ask you what are the crystal properties to self-love and self-worth, but I know that's... <laughs> Well, I know that rose quartz is really good for self-love. I use it a lot. Really? Wow. Self-worth? I am not as sure about that. Maybe ones that help with your confidence and your courage, which would be connected to your sacral, sh- sacral chakra. So they're going to be like the more orange crystals. Mm-hmm. Like I know this, a lot of crystals and their colors, they coordinate to different chakras in your body. Mm-hmm. And they... So, for instance, rose quartz, it's pink, but your heart is green, and it also holds the energy of a pink. Sorry, let's reverse that, because <sighs> it doesn't. Um, dang it. You're good. <sighs> your body's lingerie. It's just like, all right, look, all right, designer, let's do it. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> my head got a little too fast for my mouth. You're good. Uh, I guess not right now. I don't have anything else to say right now. Okay. Well, thank you for coming. This was just so beautiful and so gorgeous. And like when you're sitting there and you're surrounded with your crystals, what do you feel about yourself? What do you feel about your truth? when I'm sitting surrounded by my crystals. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I guess that depends if, I, if I'm seeing the magic. Because like I said, I'm still human and I'm still going through emotions. <laughs> but when I have the emotion, But you know that's also magic, right? I'm sorry, what? You, you know that's also magic, right? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But when I'm in my goddess glow and my energy or even if I'm upset and I surround myself with my crystals mm-hmm. it helps me see the beauty in the world really because I look at them and I'm like that came from the earth it had certain situations that made it who it is and its properties do help me mm-hmm. and I guess I'm inspired by them as well which just sounds weird but no, that's awesome. It inspired me to keep emitting my energy. That's gorgeous. That's beautiful. I love it. Well, thank you for your glow and thank you for thank you. You know, emitting your energy with us. I've been on this like thing. My mini little <laughs> mini stories. I've been this thing with like sunflowers, right? And okay. just kind of like seeing them everywhere and trying to find out the meaning. And I saw this picture this meme that I had seen way before but it hadn't stuck with me until now and it was of two sunflowers facing each other and it was saying that um sunflowers I guess like the way that they naturally grow is that they grow to always seek the light but when it's cloudy the sunflowers bend toward each other and they share energy with each other so I feel like that's what you and I got to do today so Thank Most you. Definitely. It's gorgeous. Thank you so much. Yeah. Where can we find you and view some of your work? I'm on Facebook and Instagram and also at on Etsy. It's Mystical Creations, but it's spelled M-Z, tickle like you're tickling someone, mm-hmm. and then creations. 
Oh, I love it. <laughs> so check her out on Miss Will Creations. Hey, beautiful. Thank you. Hey, beautiful. Thank you so much for joining us today on this week's Fitness Mimosas. Here's to walking around this living and breathing with this special magical energy inside of you, remembering every single breath of your body is a jewel. The jewel is you. It is your energy. And so... All, we don't even have imperfections. We just have sparkles to the different dimensions of who the, your inner goddess is in your own silhouette. Your body is so beautiful. Your energy is so pure. Let yourself rise and become that jewel in you.